powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love God. Love people. Love life. Yep, we love God. And we love people. And you know we love life. Welcome back to the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast. Listen, guys, I'm excited about this leadership talk. It is called The Worn Out Leader. And this is, I'm going to give you some principles today. And I believe that these principles are literally going to help you transform and transcend your leadership. See, the truth is, every leader is going to go through a time in your leadership where you feel worn out. The question is not if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen and what are you going to do about it. So a great example of this is in 1 Samuel chapter 30. We see David who is leading this group of men that he's put together. And these were a group of misfits. These were guys that the Bible says um, they were kind of worn out themselves. David gathers this group of men together and they become what are known as David mighty men. So David... It's taken nothing and turned it into something. Let that be a leadership principle for everybody. God's never going to give you what you need in the form you need it in. He's never going to give you what you need in the form you need it in. He's going to give it to you as a seed. He's going to give it to you as raw talent, raw skill, raw ability. And the job of a leader is to turn that into something. So before we even come out the gate with this, you need to know as a leader, stop expecting everything to come to you fully prepared. You are like a chef that has to take raw ingredients. I feel like shouting. You got to take raw ingredients and turn that into something beautiful. Here's what a lot of leaders want in today's culture. You want the meal served up to you and all you have to do is manage it. There's a difference between being a leader and a manager. A manager takes what someone else has built and simply maintains it. Leaders or what produce what managers uh, manage, right? In this, in 1 Samuel 30, the Bible says that David comes to um, their home in Ziklag. Now, David and his men had just finished another battle. And when they finished this battle, they come home to Ziklag and the entire city is burned with fire. That's 1 Samuel 30 and 1. And the Bible says in verse 2, they had taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed nobody, but they carried them away. So David's wives, and not just David's, but everybody, wives, children, all of their family has been taken away. Can you imagine what it would feel like as a leader when you just got back from a battle, you're getting home, and when you get home, you're expecting things to go well, and you get home and your city is on fire. Your business is on fire. What you built is on fire. Your family is on fire. And now David, literally from this moment, David is like, oh my gosh, I'm already wore out from a previous battle, and now I come home to this. Let this be another leadership lesson. Number two, you don't get to decide the fires you have to deal with. You do not get to decide the fires you have to deal with. 
A lot of times as leaders, we act and we get caught off guard as if we get to control the fires we deal with. Here's the leadership seat. The leadership seat means I will deal with fires that, look at me, I didn't start. I will deal with fires that I didn't cause. I will deal with fires that I didn't create. Be okay being a firefighter as a leader and not being mad that you literally have to put out fires you didn't start. Guess what? Um, if you were simply going to deal with stuff you started, then that's not a leader. That's simply being a good adult. That's called being an adult and then your own problems. Being a leader means you got to deal with fires you didn't start that you didn't put into action. Bible says in verse three, and when David and his men came to the city, this is English standard, they found that burned with fire that weren't their wives and sons and daughters were taken captive. Um, now, David is an interesting place because these are personal relationships that are now um, affecting his leadership. You have to be careful as a leader that you do not allow personal things to interfere with your leadership. Because at the end of the day, watch me, it's his wives and children, which means this has got a unique spin on the pain. It's a unique spin on the fire. But as a leader, David, you have to lead. You don't have time to sit there and be talking about this happened with my wife. This happened with my kids. This, for every leader watching me right now, don't let the personal make you take pause. I'll say it again. Don't let the personal make you take pause. Verse four, David and everybody with them, they raised their voices and they wept until they had no more strength to weep. Here it is. He's just got back from a battle. He is worn out. He gets back home to deal with another fire. And this fire is personal. This fire is personal. And everybody with David is dealing with the same fire. And they weep until they cannot weep anymore. The Bible says in verse six, David was greatly distressed. Hey, leader, look at me. If you stress, this simply means pressure. So David is under pressure. And every leader has to learn that leadership comes with pressure. There's going to be pressure from who's above you. There's going to be pressure from who's below you, from who you lead. There's going to be pressure from the side. You are going to deal with pressure as a leader. Hear me. You cannot get mad that you deal with pressure. Leaders have to learn. I remember growing up as a kid in Memphis, they made greens. They made greens in a pressure cooker. And I always thought this is so interesting that, that you're putting the greens under pressure. You ready? Here's your shout. I said, why would you cook greens in a pressure cooker? Because the pressure makes them cook faster. When you are a leader, when God allows pressure to be put on you, that means he's trying to get something done more quickly. Pressure is actually what's going to get you into purpose. Pressure is what's actually going to get you into promise. Got it? Um, whenever God puts pressure on something, God says, I want to hurry up and get this done. You don't put greens in a pressure cooker if you want them to cook all day. You put greens in a pressure cooker if you want them to cook for 30 minutes. Listen, and taste like they've been cooking all day. And for some of you leaders watching me right now, God literally has you under pressure. You will not break. You may bend a little bit, but you will not break. Listen to the next part. The people spoke of stoning him. As a leader, he's worn out. He's dealing with fires. This thing is personal too. And now the people who are supposed to be supporting him are stoning him. As a leader, you have to never, listen to this so carefully, y'all, never ever be dependent on support from your support. I'm gonna back the thing up and say it again. Many leaders get discouraged because they'll say, well, the team isn't doing this, or so-and-so is not doing this. Mm -mm. You do not look for support from your support staff or your support team. Because 
One moment they may celebrate you. The next moment they may say stone you. You do not look for support from your support staff. Why? Because you're the leader. And if you're the leader, you set the tone. If you're the leader, you set the temperature, which means if you're letting the people set the temperature, then guess what? Here's the question. Who's really the leader? Who's really in charge? Because the people, the Bible says in verse six, were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. Here's the line. But David strengthened himself. I need you to type your name in the chat. David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And I want you to pay close attention to what David does. He strengthens himself, which means David says, I know how to do this, listen leaders, by myself. Sometimes as a leader, you get so used to a team that you forget that it started with just you. You get so used to having people to help you that you forget it started with just you. And I wanna remind you today, leader, of your gifts, your talents, your skill, your ability. It was just you when you started that business. It was just you when you took over that department. It was just you when you began that um, trek. And so don't now start getting mad um, that your support has withdrawn their support. Well, if God did it with just you, David, when you were fighting the lion and the bear, it was just you. There was no support. There was no army. It was just you. I need some leader to hear me today. You have to learn how to strengthen yourself. Talk to yourself in the mirror. And look at verse seven. Here we are. And David said to Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. So he brought the ephod to David. What did he do when he was worn out? He went up. Leaders, when you are worn out, you do not go to your fellowship for leadership. You go to your leadership for leadership. You don't say to your people, I'm so tired. Shut your mouth. You do not say to the people you lead, I'm so worn out. Shut your mouth. Pay attention. David said nothing to them. He went to the man of God. This is such an important principle because many leaders, you expect people to follow your lead. Watch me. But you have revealed that you are bleeding. And whenever the enemy smells blood, he attacks. You only go up when you need counsel. You never look down. Let me go here. And you be careful when you go to your equal. Because sometimes your equal hasn't done what you've done. He went to Abiathar the priest, the man of God. And he says, bring me the ephod. And David inquired of the Lord. He asked him two questions. Shall I pursue this band? Shall I overtake them? What has David not done, you all? He's not talked to the people. This is so important because when you're worn out, your words will be sloppy. When you're worn out, you're going to say stuff you shouldn't say. When you're worn out, you're going to pop off and you shouldn't pop off. When you're worn out, you're going to snap at people and you don't need to snap. When you're worn out, you're going to blow it up. Let's forget it. I'm done. I'm done. You're going to blow it up. And then the moment you come back down, you're going to try to get those same people that you just shot and knocked down and talked crazy to and did all that. You're going to try to bring those folks back. Whenever you're worn out, you go up and then you go in. You go up, then you go in. He prayed. And when he prays, he asks God two questions. God gives him three answers. And he says, I want you to pursue. Go after this troop. Go after these this band of raiders, one version says. And you're going to surely overtake and recover all. Here's the next lesson, the last part. 600 men go with David. In verse number 9 and 10, one-third of those men stop. They don't go with him. He's already worn out. He just got back from one battle. He's dealing with another fire. He has gone up 
to the man of God. And now he's prayed. He's gone inward. He's prayed. Now, here's another setback. The people I was depending on when I needed them the most withdrew their support for me. Why didn't this stop David? Because David had already learned his lesson. I wasn't depending on their support for me to keep it moving. I wasn't dependent on them doing their part for me to do my part. I want to say to a leader today, maybe you're frustrated, maybe you're angry, maybe you feel worn out because you are depending on people. And the reality is, the Bible teaches us, David said, I'm going. And I'm going to, watch me, I'm going to go with the two-thirds that stayed with me. Here's the last principle today, leader. Go with the goers. Celebrate the people going with you instead of being mad about the people that didn't. Don't even bring their names up. Why are we still talking about them? Why are you still thinking about what they did? Why do they still have a name plate on the side? Why are you worried about people who didn't do what they said they were going to do? It's clear they don't fit. So now what does that mean? You have to keep it moving. Father, I pray for every leader watching today. I pray that when they're worn out, they use these principles because these principles work. These principles work. David did not stop when he was worn out. And the Bible says that the way he did take the victory and got the victory over those enemies that had come against him is he helped somebody else. He's still pouring, even though he was worn out. I pray that every leader would keep pouring, even though they feel worn out, and that they use these principles they've learned today. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, guys, bless what blesses you. Your leaders, that's why the Leadership Podcast is short, sweet, and to the point. I want to encourage you to bless what blesses you. So into this leadership talk, if it spoke life to you. We do all of what we're able to do at Harvest because of the faithful giving of people that are connected to Harvest Church and Harvest Bible College and Harvest Leadership Network. You can text the amount, 844-669-5369. You want to give 100, you can sew 100, type the number 100 in the text, shoot it to 844-669-5369. You can use Cash App, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman, F-O-R-E-M-A-M, with the number two at the end. You can mail it in. P.O. Box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 844. Or even do it right from our website, harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Or use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available and all of that's on the screen. The key email to that is hello at harvestchurch.church. I want to challenge every leader today to sow at least at least a $30 seed. Bishop, why do you keep talking to us about seed? Um, in the beginning of May, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I'm going to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. And he's doing it. So I'm, you hear me doing it. I've been doing it since May. I'm going to keep doing it until God says otherwise. To always challenge you in your sowing and your giving. Um, for those of you that you really worn out, you need to double that seed and sow 60. But every leader sow and uh, and sow at least a $30 seed. Say, Bishop, I don't have 30. Get as close as you can to it and get that seed in the ground. And here's what you're going to call that seed. I'm not worn out anymore. I know that's long. I know that's long. But I need you to speak that over your life. I'm not worn out anymore. I love you guys. Until next time, this is Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop, the Bishop Kevin Foreman Leadership Podcast. Love you. Shalom. Yep, we love God. And we love people. And you know we love life. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC.